Hey guys, and welcome back to the School Finesse Podcast. I'm your host, Amen. Final exams, final exams. Some of us have taken all of our finals while the rest of us, including me, are starting this week. I hope you listened to last week's episode. It had five final exam tips and featured five colleges with great finals week stress-relieving events. In today's episode, I'll give you three tips to use on those multiple choice questions. Those are from Purdue University, and then five tips for the true-false questions, and those are from Utah State University. Last week, I said I would explain the when in doubt you see notion. A great researcher named Adam got down to the core of this matter, and I'll fill you in. Later on in the news fix, we'll stay on track with the final exam thing. I'll give you a unique study tip about your study times. So here we go. True-false and multiple-choice question tips. We'll start with multiple-choice questions. These tips are brought to you by Kathleen Thayer, the director of the Academic Success Center at Purdue University. According to Purdue's site, Kathleen is an expert on developmental education and learning skills and strategies for success in college. Now, before we get into Kathleen's three tips, she gives us a warning. These guidelines are not meant to replace good study techniques, nor are they a magic formula for success. They will demonstrate how multiple choice questions are written and how you can logically think about them. Rule number one, eliminate options that do not match the question being asked. Choose options that directly answer every part of the question. You can try to underline keywords or parts in the question so you can quickly verify that your answer and answer choices cover all parts. Rule number two, eliminate wording suggesting a stereotype. Choose options that make sense based on logical reasoning and your background knowledge. Though you may be taking your exam at 8 a.m., use your brain. If the answer you choose includes a situation that doesn't make sense logically, then choose a different answer. Rule number three, treat each option as a true-false statement. Remember that if more than one option is true, you'll answer all of the above, even if you're not sure about the third or fourth option. And then I'll add this. I remember I took an exam and saw the section title and assumed I didn't know any of the answers, so I just randomly guessed on all of them. When I got my graded test back, I realized that I knew the answers but had convinced myself that I didn't just from reading one part and not the entire question. There you have it, a few tips for answering multiple choice questions. Now we turn to Utah State University's Academic Success Center for five true-false question tips. Number one, for a statement to be true, each part must be true. One detail can make an entire statement false. Pay close attention to slight changes in dates, numbers, and names. Number two, pay attention to absolutes or qualifier words. Words like never, none, always, all, every, and only tend to make a statement false, but not always. Qualifiers such as some, few, often, and many frequently limit meaning, thus allowing exceptions and possibilities that can make a question true, but not always. Number three, pay attention to double negatives. Double negatives tend to indicate a positive relationship in standard English. Here are a few double negatives to watch out for. Not likely and not uncommon. Number four, be careful with negatives. A statement with a negative word does not make the entire statement false. Number five, if it will not negatively impact your score and you're sure of the answer, make an educated guess. You have a one in two chance of being right. Oftentimes, true-false tests contain more true answers than false answers. So if you're completely unsure, guess true. And then I'll add these four pointers. You never know what your professors, they might do everything backwards, so definitely look at your other exams to see the patterns in their style of testing. Two, if you really don't know any of the answers on multiple choice questions or true-false questions, here's what you do. After you read the question, first try to answer it in your own words without looking at the answer choices, then select the choice that best matches your answer. Number three, use the process of elimination. 
If your online exam doesn't have an elimination tool, write out the question number and the answer choices and then cross out unlikely answers on a blank sheet of paper. And then speaking of writing answer choices and crossing them out, always have blank paper. Make sure you tell your professor you'll have some paper and show the professor the front and back of the page so they know it's blank. If you wait till the end or they see the paper in the middle of the test and assume you cheated, that's on you. I'm warning you now. There you have it, some quick tips to help you answer true, false, and multiple choice questions. Now before the news fix, remember that phrase, when in doubt you see? A great researcher named Adam really got to the bottom of this. He did a study and has some charts, graphs, statistics, binomial, distribution, standard deviation, all sorts of data. Adam reviewed 250,000 simulated tests and found that random guessing beat guessing C on a total of 125,568 tests. Basically, that was 50% of the time. And then Adam also found there's some benefits to choosing C if you know that your instructor favors C over the other letters. But you might not be so lucky if your instructor doesn't like to use C or simply chooses to favor another letter because he wants to penalize the people who always guess C. So there you have it. If I were you, when in doubt, I wouldn't choose C. Share this episode with anyone who thinks choosing C will help them pass their exams. All right, now on to the news fix. So last week, I came across an article with some great comments about study times and environments. This info is from Gabrielle Pfeiffer and her article from the Huffington Post. Pfeiffer says, study 10 minutes before bed in a new place every day or by writing down information. By strategically planning your study sessions around your brain's highest performing times, you are more likely to be successful at retaining information. She also adds, new memories grow stronger while we sleep, so the information you learned before bed will be more likely to be remembered. By reading the same material in a new place, we are forcing our brain to make new associations with the same information, which helps us learn it completely. You can get more info on these study tips from Gabrielle Pfeiffer in her Huffington Post article. It's titled, Not Just Memorizing, There is a Science Behind Effective Studying. A link to the article and other sources from today's episode will be in our description box on anchor.fm slash schoolfinesse. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at schoolfinessepod and on Twitter and Facebook at schoolfinesse. Be sure to comment, like, subscribe, and share with a friend so you both can succeed together. Always remember, tune in every Monday morning for a new tip on how you can finesse your way through school. Until next time, I'm your host, Amen, signing off.